A reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. He came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. She was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and will bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. May God bless the reading of the word. Well, friends, it is a joy to be back with you at Ashland Place for this Advent season. As most of you know, it has been a remarkable year in the Wright household. Almost everything about our lives has changed since last Advent. In February, we found out we were expecting a much prayed for baby. In April, we closed on our first house and moved out to Westmobile. In July, Micah started a new job in the counseling realm. And in September, Callie was born. Mike and I have been married for seven and a half years, and in that time, we've had many life-changing moments. We adopted a dog, we graduated from seminary, we became an aunt and uncle multiple times, we grieved the loss of multiple family members, we moved from Atlanta to Mobile, went through the COVID lockdowns with all of you, and then, of course, there are all the things that this year has brought. With all of this, with all of these big life changes, I'm sure you can imagine that Callie's birth takes the cake as the most significant and the most world-altering. But we knew it would be. I think that might be why God makes the gestation period nine months for women who are pregnant. I think it takes about that amount of time to prepare mentally, spiritually, and emotionally to bring a baby into the world. Plus, we needed to shift our mindset about what our days and nights would look like. We needed to prepare our expectations because we knew that babies change everything. And then on September 28th at 8.07, Callie was born and we were amazed. We kept saying to each other, I can't believe she's here. This is our baby, the one we've prayed about, that we've dreamed about. She's finally here. Somewhere in those first few crazy, hazy days, it hit us that Callie, just like all newborns, is a whole, complete human being. While right now she is fully dependent on us and all we see is a baby, soon she will develop her own personality, opinions, preferences, all leading to who she will be in the world. Each day we're seeing her transform and become more of her unique self, and this really has blown my mind. 
that's been the most surprising thing about parenthood. So Micah and I are thinking about the qualities that we see in our loved ones, and we wonder, will she be charming like her granddad? Will she play piano and sing like her Mimi? Will she be a nurturer like her Nana? Will she like projects like her Papa? Will she play sports? Will she be extroverted? Will she be funny? Who will this child be? I imagine that when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, she too had a couple of thoughts running through her mind. First and foremost, she was troubled. One moment she's going about her normal day, her normal life, and at another moment, an angel appears and begins to speak directly to her. Sensing Mary's fear, the angel says, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And as a result of that favor, you get to bear the Son of God to come into the world. I think it's hard for us to grasp the magnitude of this encounter, not just spiritually, but socially. This is a story we, most of us have heard throughout our lives, but this is a story that is extremely shocking. And for Mary, a young girl from a poor family engaged and not yet married, the stakes were extremely high if she is to say yes to God's call. If she says yes, her engagement could end, her life would be in danger, and her family reputation would be tainted forever. And surely Mary knew that babies change everything. Feeling Mary's hesitation and doubt, the angel perhaps the angel seeks to reassure her to tell her about the baby that is to be born. Gabriel said of Jesus, "He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end." Gabriel's suggestion that Jesus will be that God will give him the throne of David is a reference to 2 Samuel, where the Lord declares to David that his house, a royal line, will be established for him. The angel, and by extension, the gospel writer Luke, highlights that Jesus would be in the Davidic line of royals promised long ago. The angel also uses the title, the Son of the Most High, which is a multi-layered title within the context. Son of the Most High, or Son of God, was a theological term that reminds us that Jesus is the beloved Son of God, whom we'll read more about in later in the Gospels. But it also was a political title used by the Roman Emperor, referring to Caesar Augustus. So wrapped up in this pronouncement, this angelic being coming to Mary, are seven major declarations about the greatness and the power held within this tiny baby now in her womb. In a matter of moments, Mary's life has been flipped upside down. She went from an ordinary, young, poor, engaged girl to a holy woman called by God to change the world through the birth of Christ, the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior of the world. But how amazing is it that from the moment of divine conception, Mary knew who this baby would be. She did not have to wonder about his character or what his personality would be like because Gabriel told her from the start exactly who Jesus would be. Even still, we are left to wonder what this felt like for Mary. 
to be given such a huge call, knowing the judgment and ridicule to come, not only for her, but also for her baby boy. Yet her love and devotion to God led her to say, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. During Advent, we remember the shocking and scandalous truth that Jesus came to earth as a baby. One who cried, nursed, wanted to be held, had dirty diapers, cooed, smiled, all the things that we think of when we see a human baby. But more so than any ever, than any other, this was a baby that changed everything. Friends, this is the love that we celebrate on this fourth Sunday of Advent. It is the love of a girl who said yes to carry, birth, and raise the Son of God. It is the love of God who willingly sent Jesus to earth, knowing the persecution he would face. And it is the love of Jesus who was willing to die so that we may experience salvation. So as you go about this last day of Advent and look towards Christmas, let us join with Mary in faithful living. Let us rejoice in God's great love for humanity. And let us each reflect on how the birth of this baby has changed everything. In the name of God, our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. Amen.